Welcome to the Kanchi Coaching Podcast, where we take the concepts of mindset and energy leadership coaching and make them real so that you can get out of your own way, beat the burnout, and create a life and career that you love. I'm your host, Jen Massey. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Kanchi Coaching Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal due to everything going on with the anti-racism movements. While many are choosing to pause on content production in order to magnify Black voices, I feel as if my skills and insights that I can provide as a certified mindset and energy coach may be helpful to those who have walked a similar path to me. The path of being a privileged white woman who just realized that their past actions, regardless of good intentions, were contributing to the systematic racism and harming the lives of others. In order to do better and help, we must take time to understand our personal story, confront our inner conflict, our guilt, and our fear over taking action and doing the wrong thing. Again. I also want to say before I dive in that I do not have all the answers, and frankly, I don't have any answers. Nor do I claim to understand what it's like for the people of color who have been fighting this battle for over 400 years. I am actively trying to learn more so that I can unravel my personal stories and perceptions, unlearn certain behaviors, and try to do better. I acknowledge that I may say the wrong things and that I will make mistakes, but I am open to feedback and correction if I do. My hope and intention with sharing my story today is to make it easier for you to forgive yours, I know now that my behaviors contributed to this systematic racism. I firmly believe that everyone does the best that they can given the information they have at the time. However, I fully acknowledge that my past behaviors and silence were part of the problem, and for that, I apologize. My intention as a coach is to help you challenge your own personal truth, like I did mine, so that we can collectively learn, unlearn, and do better. Here's my story. I was raised Jewish. However, my dad is Catholic. From a young age, I learned what it was like to be looked at differently. When I was in elementary school, the synagogue where my mom had been going since she was a child and my dad started attending when they began dating in high school hired a new cantor who disapproved of their interfaith marriage. Although my parents had committed to raising my brother and I Jewish, this new cantor made it uncomfortable for my dad and my family and we stopped going as frequently. We also weren't fully welcomed at the synagogues where my family lived, so religion was not a huge part of my faith, and this podcast is not about that. I'm sharing my story so that you understand that my personal story of discrimination, being the Jew, being told I don't look Jewish, and my name doesn't sound Jewish, has left me rationalizing or explaining who I was more times than I could count. The comments made by my friends, peers, colleagues, and people I didn't even know, both seriously and in jest, have scarred me, but they have also shaped me into who I am today. I have lived with the deep history of discrimination and genocide against Jewish people during the Holocaust. Today, we face a new struggle with white nationalists and other anti-Semitic individuals working to outwardly oppress the lives of Jewish people and deface places of worship, or worse, go into synagogues with the intention to kill. This past fall, I remember getting to synagogue early with my pop-up 
to save a row for my family and greeting an armed officer at the door. It was about halfway through services that I realized the officer was not there to worship. He was still actively at the door, armed and ready to protect us. I immediately got a pit in my stomach and I started to cry. And this, this was in small town America where the population continues to dwindle and most of the town was sitting inside that synagogue. My point in telling you this is that my story makes it incredibly easy for me to empathize with what is happening to the black and brown communities across the country and across the world. Racism and the hate in people's hearts is real, and the fear of oppressed groups is overpowering. My story also includes years of my parents teaching me to treat everybody equally, no matter the color of their skin, sexual preferences, or religious beliefs. I was taught to be colorblind, to openly accept gays and the rest of the LGBTQ community. However, I was taught, as many Jews are, to remain quiet, to not let your political preferences known, to blend in. Donate, support, but do it quietly. Blend in with the rest of the white people and you'll be saved. Keep quiet, hide in a closet, you'll be saved. Don't step out of line and you'll be saved. You'll be protected. And while I've always empathized, I've never acted on behalf of another group. I have also always defaulted to all lives matter because as a woman and as a Jew, I too have faced discrimination. But with the recent movement, I have taken a long, hard look at myself and questioned why that was my default response. Why was I afraid of saying black lives matter? And I've realized that it was because I was afraid that if I said black lives matter, that it meant mine didn't. I thought it was coming from a place of sympathy, and I struggled with that. Because where was the sympathy from other groups that were repressed? Where was the sympathy when Jews were actively being killed? I recognize now how completely hypocritical that is. I remember learning about the Holocaust and thinking, How could people just stand there and watch this happen? How could people watch innocent people be ripped from their homes, separated from their families, outwardly beat and humiliated, relocated to ghettos, and do nothing? I understand now that it's because they were also afraid. They didn't have the means to broadly educate themselves on the situation. They didn't know of concentration camps. They just knew people disappeared. Those who tried to protect and protest were treated just as poorly, if not worse. I know now that the stories I learned as a child shaped the stories I was telling myself today. I know now that saying Black Lives Matter does not diminish the value of my own life. It means that they are the group now that needs our support. They need us to stand by them. As a mindset and energy leadership coach, I understand the power of stories we tell. I understand that our subconscious was fully formed between the ages of 7 and 10, and that every day since then, our brain has rewarded us by filling in the blanks and creating stories that validate our subconscious. I recognize now that the story I was telling myself was coming from a place of fear. And while I empathized with these groups, I couldn't sympathize for them. But I've also realized within the past week that the people of color don't need my sympathy right now. 
They need me to lean into my empathy. They need me to stand up and support them. And because I've been oppressed and because my ancestors have stood in their shoes, I need to stand up. I need to do better. As a certified coach, I understand that it is incredibly difficult to look within ourselves and become aware of our stories and unravel these stories. But I also know that it's possible. I personally have unraveled a lot of stories that have helped me rediscover my core values and lean into this life that I've created for myself. I've helped my clients unravel their stories and watch them grow into stronger and more authentic individuals. Before I left corporate, I saw many of my friends harnessed by student loans and living paycheck to paycheck, and I felt guilty that I was in the position to walk away from a steady corporate paycheck. This guilt kept me frozen from action. It prevented me from quitting. But after working with my own coach, I was able to change the story. And I realized that because I was privileged enough to be in the position to start a career that would allow me to help others, it was my duty to do so. And it's no different now. I recognize now that I have been incredibly privileged by the systematic racism that has been ingrained in our country's history. Yes, my parents have worked hard to ensure that I was positioned for success. I have also worked incredibly hard to get to where I am today, but I recognize now that my inherent white privilege has played a large role in my success. Like many of you listening to this podcast, I was rocked to my core last week. When the fingers were pointed at the white moderates for not doing enough, when I realized that my colorblindness and lack of true action was contributing to the problem, I'm also ashamed to admit that while I knew oppression was happening, I didn't know how bad it was because I didn't want to know. I empathized, but I didn't go out of my way to learn more because it was uncomfortable. And I was selfishly focused on issues that directly impacted me, like the synagogue shootings and gender equality in corporate America. When you look at energy leadership, there are 10 steps to becoming 100% mentally and energetically engaged in everything you do, which ultimately maximizes your potential for success in the moment. The first three steps are crucial. It's awareness, acceptance, and conscious choice. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's deaths served as a wake-up call to how bad the social injustice, police brutality, and racism truly is. We can't unlearn that. We are aware. But what about our own personal awareness? What is it that triggered the guilt or anger or sadness within us? What is it that caused us to wake up this time and not in the past with the countless other deaths of people of color at the hands of police? What stories are we telling ourselves about the roles that we did or didn't play? About not being enough? Are we judging ourselves? Are we judging others? Are we conflicted about what we should or should not be doing? The protests in action over the past week have been truly amazing and positive change has resulted. We have proven that we have the power to move mountains. But in order to maintain momentum, we must take time to process our feelings and emotions. Stress reactions, fight, flight, or freeze, protect us. But they don't allow us to think clearly, 
to listen, to educate ourselves, or to fully help others. The initial fight is powerful, but it's not sustainable. If you're frozen in action from guilt or fear, we need to unravel the story and understand why so that we can actually move forward into action so that we can help other people. The reason that I've shared my story with you today is so that you can understand the importance of doing the deep inner work. I was rocked to my core and completely shaken, but I was also able to process my emotions, unravel my personal story, and regain my footing, find clarity, and lean in to start helping people in less than 24 hours. I realized that I could utilize my privilege and my platform as a coach and small business owner to help other white privileged women who, like me, just had a massive wake-up call and wanted to do better but were frozen from guilt or fear over saying or doing the wrong thing again. The anti-racism movement that we're in, this revolution, it's not going to be solved overnight. There are many avenues to elicit change, from protesting to donating to sharing information to volunteering with activist groups, to having tough conversations with friends and family members, to spreading hope, light, love, and happiness, and to raise other people's spirits. In order to maximize our individual potential for success and our collective potential for success, we need mental and energetic engagement, which means we need to do the work to become aware of our own triggers and our own energy blocks. We need to forgive and accept ourselves and we need to forgive and accept others so that we can consciously choose to stand up and speak up in ways that are authentic to our core being. We need to shift out of a stress reaction and into anabolic energy so that we can start seeing opportunity, connecting with others and connecting the message to the right people so that we can truly elicit change and build a better future. In order to show up for this revolution and to fully support the anti-racism movement, we must first understand who we are and understand why we are fighting. To be successful, we need to lean into authenticity, connect it to our personal values, understand our role, and leverage our talents. I know personally, my why is to support community involvement. Yes, I want to defund the police, but I want to make sure that that money goes to other community support networks like mental health, public parks, and other things that have been proven to help support the collective community. I understand my why, and I have been able to now go out and find activist groups who are aligned with my personal mission in supporting this anti-racism movement. But I wasn't able to do that without first understanding my who. A truly resilient culture is one where people utilize their talents to help others. My talents are in coaching and in writing and in speaking. I've also seen individuals using their art, their music, their voices, their feet, their hearts, their organizational skills, and a number of other things to support this movement. 
If you take the time to look inside and do the inner work and tap into your inner knowing, you too will be able to identify your next right step and you'll be able to identify your talent, what it is that you can bring to the table to fully support this movement. If you're not sure where to start, please reach out. I am here to support you. My role as a coach is to ask hard questions and give you a safe space to process your story, challenge your truth, and identify your best course of action forward. I don't have the answers, and I too am continuing to learn so that I can unlearn. But I am doing what I can and leveraging my talents to help strengthen the community in a way that feels most authentic to me. I know I will say the wrong things. I ask for you to tell me when I get it wrong. I will listen, I will learn, and I will try to do better. Self-growth and actualization is a process. It takes practice. Becoming a true ally and anti-racist is a process. It too is a practice. We will make mistakes, but together we can unravel our stories. We can create new stories and together we can move mountains. That was episode 13 of the Kanchi Coaching Podcast. If you would like to learn more about mindset and energy leadership coaching or cultivating resilience, or you would like support on your journey to becoming an authentic and true ally in the fight for anti-racism, please visit my website at kanchicoaching.com. If you would like to download workbooks to support your journey to self-discovery, please check out my resources page at kanchicoaching.com resources. As always, if you like listening to the Conchi Coaching Podcast, please subscribe to my channel and share with a friend. You can also join my weekly email list so that you never miss an episode or a blog post. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.